to another edition of Real Estate Team Builders. Uh, Lars Edinburgh here, the founder of Real Estate B-School. We're going to title this episode, The Enemy of Procrastination. And so I am surely hoping uh, that I'm not alone in all that I'm about to share. But have you ever uh, skipped a workout and uh, like ate a bag of Doritos in front of like a TV? Uh, have you ever... Um, you know, chose a rack of ribs and French fries over a salad, right? You know, you're supposed to eat the salad, but you choose uh, the gluttonous uh, food. Have you ever, this is one I do all the time. Have you ever cleaned your office when you should be prospecting or uh, working on a project or recording a podcast episode? I've just done that recently. I've done all of these uh, things recently. So I, I surely hope I'm not alone in, in some of this. And this is my everyday. Every day I'm confronted with all these choices that make it really hard to uh, to achieve at high levels in multiples, multiple areas of my life. And, and that is really what I've set out to do. And it's uh, it's just super hard and it's never ending. It feels like there's always, always the devil on one shoulder and there's always this angel on the other, like ribs, French fries, you know, and salad on the other. And so there are a few things that, that I've learned that hopefully will, will help you. And none of this is preaching. I am in it all the time failing. Uh, most of the time I'm winning and, and, a good chunk of the time I'm failing. And I think it's just a willingness to keep going that uh, that makes the big difference uh, over the long term. So a few things that I find have helped me here when I'm looking to to crush business and you know build net worth and build residual income, and I'm looking to show up in my home in terms of my role as a husband and as a dad and um, my spiritual walk. I'm actually going to seminary now. God is sort of guiding me into a, a new level of understanding of my faith. Uh, and who knows what's on the other side of that. I also want to maintain my physical body. And I also want to have fun and I want to be emotionally well. So all of these different things, I want to show up and achieve at a high level. And so here are the few things that I think will uh, will help you. Number one is, is making a commitment. And so let's take the the example of uh, physical body. I think everyone can relate to that. So I've made what I thought were commitments uh, at different points of my health, my physical health journey. And things have pivoted more recently for me in this area. Uh, I think you need to get to a point in an area of your life where it really hurts. So I don't think real commitment to change comes when there's not enough pain or there's not enough frustration or to me there has to be like a catalyst or a spark you know where let's say you're not where you want to be in your financial life there has to be some sort of like rock bottom where you know let's say you want to give your child this thing and you look in your bank account and there are no funds and you think about like man, some of the choices I've made with my time and I've not done the right things and I've not focused as much on my business. And there's some sort of pain without beating yourself up over it because we can only move forward. There's some sort of pain that comes to motivate you to make a commitment and follow through. A commitment is immovable. A commitment is non-negotiable, right? So 
I've found myself making less commitments, but when I do make a commitment, it's a real commitment in terms of like, you said you were going to do this thing and now you have to do this thing. Recently, I, um, I, I didn't want to work out like this was just the other day and, uh, it was, it was Saturday. So technically now, I mean, technically Sundays is my only really day off from working out. Um, and it was, I was just dragging, you know, I was procrastinating for sure. And I was just dragging in the morning. And, uh, finally I said, you know, Lars, you committed to this, like, this is not, you know, you committed to X number of workouts a week. You committed to eating a certain way. Like this is not, I mean, this is the internal dialogue. So I just got up to the gym. I did 30 minutes of cardio. I did 30 minutes of weights and I got into the sauna and it was, uh, it wasn't my best workout. Right. But I, I did it and I felt in, I felt congruent with myself as a result of doing it. And you just feel better when you follow through on the commitments you make with yourself. You don't feel great when you make commitments and you don't follow through. Essentially, you become a liar and you feel, you just don't feel great about it. So my advice is to do less commitments, but have them be more meaningful. And the question I'll ask you as we move into 2022 is, what are the two or three areas of your life that you know things have to change and you have to make a real commitment? And I'm going to get into another tool here in a second on how to follow through. But what are two to three areas of your life where you know things have to change and you have to make a real commitment, one that you'll follow through no matter what? All right. So number one is make a commitment. Number two is you have a choice. And sometimes you'll use both the carrot or the stick. And so different people in different areas of their life are motivated more by pleasure or more uh, by pain. So when it comes to working out, this is not something that comes natural to me or eating healthy for sure. Isn't something that comes natural to me, but I use uh, a couple things to motivate me to follow through on the commitment I made the carrot I use. Actually, let me go through this stick first. Cause it's a little bit of a downer and it really works for me. So my, my dad, uh, when he turned, I want to say this was 2000, what? 13. I don't even remember at this point. Golly. Uh, anyway, he had a stroke five years before he passed away and it was a miserable five years. The stroke took him out, uh, miserable five years and it could have been avoided. He just made some de de decisions with his physical body. So this could have been avoided and, and who knows if this was God's plan all, all along yet. I just think he, he didn't have to go out this way and, and he did. And what it did for me is, was that it provided the stick. So when I, when I, if you guys aren't familiar with the carrot of the stick, the carrot is, is in front of a horse and, and makes the horse keep walking. The stick is the thing you, you hit the horse with, right? I think that's the analogy, a horse or some kind of animal. Um, so the, the stick for me now, when I don't want to work out is like, I think of every weekend for five years, I took my kids to see my dad, their grandfather, and it was just horrible. Like it was just horrible. And cause he had a stroke and he really took him out kind of stroke. And he just, he died essentially for five years. I feel like we watched him die. And so that left a mark not to be all downer about it. That left a mark in me that I'm just going to make different decisions when it comes to my physical body to put myself in a situation in my sixties and seventies, where I'm going to be um, completely healthy and, and vital and energized. 
And so that's the stick, whatever the stick may be for you in whatever area of your life you're talking about, it has to be something that can sort of instantly in a moment, get you to do the thing you know you need to do. The carrot for me is a little bit more of a bright side. Uh, and I've got a couple. One is that I just want to have maximum energy and vitality and, and be super energized and engaged when I'm um, with my family or when I'm doing my craft, which this is my craft, communicating and you know reaching people that are struggling in some kind of way and get them to make different choices so they can go on a different path in multiple areas of their life, business for sure, their finances and their relationships and, and all that good stuff. And so that's one carrot for me is that I know if I take care of my physical body, I'm gonna be able to do this work at a higher level and show up with my family at a higher level. Another carrot for me is that I envision playing with my children's children, my great-grandchildren, which even if they have kids early in their journey and their kids have er kids early, it puts me at like 95 on the, 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 the youngest 95, but maybe 105. So I want to live to 95 to 105 so I can play, like physically play with my great-grandchildren. So that's just a, 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 a thought I'll have as I'm like, I really feel like sitting on the couch here. I really feel like doing nothing, watching TV and eating a bag of Doritos. I'm motivated by that carrot. So that's character stick. That's number two. Number three is to begin with the end of mind. This to me is the most powerful of all. I really believe in order to succeed in any area of your life, you have to have as clear a vision as possible in terms of where you're going in that area. So let's say it's in your finances. Most people ignore their finances. Most people don't track their net worth. They really have no idea where they are financially speaking. They just hope if they keep pushing and keep their head down and just keep going about life and business the way they are, that something good will happen one day and suddenly they'll be in a good financial position. I don't believe that to be the case. I believe you have to know exactly where you are and you declare ahead of time where you want to be in the future in that area of your life. So if it's your finances and you're not where you want to be today, you just have to make some decisions that you follow through on actions that get you closer, right? So if you have a bunch of consumer or credit card debt or you don't own your cars and you're, you keep buying new cars and um, you keep spending you know, as much or more money than you bring in uh, and you're not tracking your net worth, you just have some things you need to do to end up at a different point in the future. And I do typically do a three-year vision. And so another good example is in your physical body. It doesn't really matter where you start today. Three years from now, your vision could be whatever. You could maybe not even walk a mile today and you could run a half marathon three years from now. And of course, there are extenuating circumstances and there are, you know, limiting factors for some people in some areas of their life, but for the most part, you can do much, most of anything in a three-year period. So the question is, do you have a clear idea? Are you willing to face the truth and, and just deal with where you are today without shaming yourself to, to go back, backwards and retreat, right? We don't want to shame here. We just want to be real with ourselves about where we are. And are you willing to cast a vision, a bold vision for where you want to be in the future. And then we just break it down. I've talked about 3190 on the podcast. It's a three-year vision, a one-year plan, 90 days at a time, 
your weekly cadence and your daily rhythm, right? It's not rocket science after that, but it, it, it really follows through with hitting a point where you make a commitment, you got that carrot, carrot or stick thing going on and you're clear about where you're going. Because if you're not clear about where you're going, the chances that you'll drift are high, right? Nobody intends to get married well, nobody intends to, to get divorced when they're getting married, right? So, so 20 years after you get married, you end up in a spot with your spouse where you're like, I don't even really love you anymore. I don't like you anymore. I don't want to be with you anymore, right? That's doesn't happen in a moment, you know, 20 years out. It happens over time. Every day, week, month, year, you're drifting a little bit more apart right? So without a conscious vision of where you want to be in your marriage three years from now and break it down to a year and the quarterly and the weekly and the daily, what are the things you need to do every day to achieve the vision you see for your marriage or any area of your life? So here's my last thought. Life and business for sure can be hard. There's a quote by Jim Rohn that says, don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems. Wish for more skills. Don't wish for less challenge. Wish for more wisdom. So much love, much respect as we close out 2021. Uh, if there's anything I could ever do for any of you, just send me an email at Lars at realestatebschool.com. If you want to get a good grip on where you are in your business and what's possible in the future, I would say, actually, what I would say is go grab a copy of my book. It is completely free. It's scaleordiebook.com. It goes through the actual step-by-step -step journey to go from where you are today to growing and scaling your business to wherever you want it to go. It goes through the drivers, the accelerators, a bunch of like actual case studies and how they did it. It is it is a bestseller. I will say that. Uh, and it's yours free at scaleordiebook.com. Much love, much respect. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Would you please take a minute to share the show with other team leaders who may be struggling? And if you love the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to learn step-by-step -step how to build a profitable real estate team that allows you to get out of the real estate grind and live the lifestyle you've been dreaming about, visit us at joinrebs.com. That's joinrebs.com. Our coaching, training systems, and support will help you get more high-quality leads, increase your conversions and sales, improve your client experience, and allow you to scale your real estate business, all while reducing the amount of hours you work and the stress you endure. Just go to joinrebs.com for more info now. See you on the next episode.